0: Alright, so we are in this series, uh, we're going to wrap it up today, called Unstoppable. We've been talking about the church, and how the church, uh, from because of the power of the Holy Spirit, how it is unstoppable. It is an unstoppable force. We've been talking about how the church is actually the hope of the world. Google is not going to save your soul. They may save you time, and money, and energy, but they don't save your soul, alright? You don't get up to heaven and you see Sergey. right? It's, it's, you see Jesus. And so um, there is no corporation in the world that has the hope that the church brings. There's no nonprofit, unless you count the church, uh, there's no nonprofit in the world that that is unstoppable like the church. Eventually, Google will fall, right? Microsoft was the big behemoth 10, 15, 20 years ago, and, and you know they're, they're slowly going down, right So I mean, there's no corporation that's lasted 2,000 years. Think about that. The church started 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago, and they're going strong. The church is an unstoppable force. Um, I wanted to share something with you. It's been on my heart. I got a new stereo. It's new, it's new to me, um, but it's actually like 20 years old. My mom has had it in a box for I don't know how long, fifteen years, and um, so it, it, it's this cool JVC receiver. We got it. We got it when we went when we went to go visit uh, a couple weeks ago. It's this cool JVC receiver. It's, I mean, I don't know if this is one of the first ones, but it does audio and video. I mean, how cool is that? Right? It's incredible. And then and then I got the Bose cubes speaker system and this is one of the first ones because i mean they you know now they're like this big i mean these are these are like this right and and they are incredible they still work nice And, and it came with this base module right and now the base module is like what this big i mean they're 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 much smaller now but you can see how the inside of the tubes cardboard and you know whatever i don't know what they're made of now this, you know, it's like 20 years old, but it still works. It's awesome. And I took one of the movies that, that we have running running around the house, and I threw in one of the action scenes, and I sat down on the couch. And, you know, before it's just the TV sound, but but now now it's everywhere, right? I mean, now it's – and, and this isn't surround sound, all right? This is, what, late 80s, I think? I think, I think it's late 80s. So, so this is like just coming at you, and I'm just sitting there going – Oh, things are blowing up behind me, right? Bouncing off the walls, the sound and everything. It was incredible. Now, that receiver has everything that a kid from the 80s would ever want. It's got volume control. It's got bass and treble control. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I'm not there yet, but it's got a center speaker module. Where you can put a center, you can put a speaker in between those two cubes, and control that. Now I'm not there yet. That's early '90s stuff, right? But, but I mean, how cool is that, right? Ignore the sounds down there. They're they're working downstairs, drilling stuff. So just don't worry about it. Um, but here's the thing. I came across the remote that came with it. Now I don't know if you can see this, but this thing glows in the dark. Look at. Can y'all see that? Y'all see it glowing? Do they make... I mean, now they have TV screens, you know, on these things. And um, so I come across this remote, and, and I, I start thinking about this every once in a while, and then I stop, because if I think too hard, my brain's going to explode. But have you ever thought about the remote control and how amazing it is? Like, this thing is ingenious. Seriously. When I hit a button... There's no wires. There's nothing. And it turns up the volume. Or I can turn it down, or I can change the settings. I mean, it's, this is incredible to me. And, and like I say, normally normally I don't really want to think too hard about this because then I, I, I kind of want to know how things work. And so I think it's infrared. I don't know. It could be microwaves. I don't, who knows? But I started thinking about it, and then I started thinking, you know, speaker system is like the whole speaker system is crazy. Because I'll take this, right? And it's shooting invisible rays to the speaker, to the receiver, right? And, and it's giving instruction to the receiver. Crazy. But then the receiver takes that and it translates it. Okay? And it translates the invisible infrared into something, sound of some sort. I don't know, electronic something or another. And then it sends it down, like, like up here. Then it sends it down, these speaker wires through what? Electro- I don't know, but it's all invisible. You can't see it. My voice right now is going down these, it's going, where's it going? I don't know. It's beaming wirelessly back there, going through this, coming down through here and coming up there anybody else not just blown away by this do you see it it's not there but it's there but then this is the kicker right this is what's incredible i think when it hits the speaker the speaker starts pulsating and rumbling and 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 it puts out the exact my voice is coming out there because some little piece of paper is doing this right but you can't see my voice. It's just coming out. Is anybody blown away by this? Is it just me? I mean, I'm just like, I started thinking, thank you, Curtis. I started thinking about this, and I'm just like, I knew I shouldn't have done this. My, My head is exploding, you know, and so I'm just blown away by this. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, if this is the technology that they have in the 1980s, what do they have now? Right, I mean, oh my goodness! I mean, we know they got TVs on these things now. You know, like our projector remote—it's got this laser on it. Look at that! Y'all see that? What do I need this for, other than to antagonize the band from behind when you know I just shoot? I shoot Curtis all the time. He's like, "Stop it! You're such a kid!" You know, And, and I mean, they're putting lasers on remotes now. Look, this is this is this. Now, what is going on? What? Let me ask this, and I'm no conspiracy theorist. What do you think area What do you think Area 51's got going on right now when it comes to like infrared stuff? I mean, I mean, right now, like, there's a, what a bunch of radio waves, and and then we got the voice, and there's some Wi-Fi rolling around. I think we pick up five Wi-Fi signals. I mean, we're just like walking cancer sticks or something because of all this stuff going on, and I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm blown away. And I started thinking, you know, we're talking a lot about the Holy Spirit lately. Um, and you can't see any of these sound waves. You can't see the infrared. You can't see the Wi-Fi. You can't see any of it. But what happens? What happens is Tiffany and the band come across with some jazz a little jazz set and blow us away. What happens is my voice—I think Chuck's got me up a little high. My voice comes across the speakers, right? My my am I, am I, am I little high tone today. Uh, um, so so here's the thing: I start thinking about this. We can we can hear this, and just like the whole, you know just like my sounds, the sounds, my voice, and the band and everything. We know the Holy Spirit's moving because we can hear him when he whispers that soft quiet voice of instruction in our ear right we know he's there because he's moving in the background and then all of a sudden boom we hear it we see it something happen the holy spirit is going here in our church i mean he's doing stuff and i couldn't tell you what it what it is uh, honestly uh, you know i wish I, i could but he's doing stuff and he's got surprises waiting around the corner and he's, I mean, it's going to be incredible what is going on. And our greatest resource, we have to understand this, and I, I wish the whole world would understand this, our greatest resource is not oil, it's not natural gas, it's not even our own manpower. Our greatest resource is the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit living within us individually. It is the Holy Spirit. I mean, look, we got what, we make no bones about it. We're, we're a smaller church, but we got 30 people here today. Holy Spirit's here because we've gathered to worship him. And and just like the remote, we can't see what he's doing, but he's moving. And he's giving us instructions, and he's speaking to us in that small, quiet voice that you really can only hear when you're just like quiet. Even if we don't realize it and that's what makes the church the hope of the world because he's so powerful. That's what makes the church unstoppable because when we get together to worship, nothing can stop that. Nothing can stop that. If you have your bibles, turn to Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at we're going to look at how the holy what the holy spirit does and we're going to look at his results today. Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 14 through 41. If you need a Bible, um, there's some in the back too. Feel free, we're, we're laid back around here. Y'all just hop up and grab one. Acts chapter 2, verse 14 through, through 36. Um, and here's what's happened so far. The disciples were hanging out with the resurrected Jesus. Jesus raised, is raised from the dead, Right? And he's hanging out with them. And he appears to 500 at a time at one point. And he appears to 120 at a time at one point. And he appears to 12 at a time at one point. And one point he's with the 12. And he's with the 12 and they're like hanging out outside. And he's like, All right, I'm about to go, guys. But I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And then he just like levitates, you know, but all the way up, right? It's not Chris Angel magic. I mean, he's God, so he's got physical superiority right and i mean he just he levitates and so they're sitting there and these two angels come up and they're like what y'all looking at and they're like well jesus just went up and are like well you can stand here and stare all day or you can actually go and do what he says so they go back to their room and go back to their room like they're bad they go back to their room and, and they're they're just hanging out because what do you do when you don't know what to do you pray and that's what they do when you don't know what to do you pray And so they're sitting there praying, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes down on them, and the Bible says it comes down in in what looks like tongues of fire. And it lands on each one of them, and they start speaking in different languages that are not their own. All right, so something's up. And the people outside start to, to hear what's going on, and they're like, Good grief, these people are toasted. They are drunk out of their minds. What is going on? You guys are drunk. And then Peter steps up, verse 14. It says, then, and listen, I want to read this verse 14 through 36 all the way through. Listen, I don't know where you stand with Jesus, a lot of you. And so this could this could be so impactful to you. Um, as a Christian, boy, this hits me home. Um, but but take it, just listen and pay attention to what Peter is saying here. So he stands up, says, Then Peter stood up. Hey, Mr. time me on this, will you? There you go. I want, to see, I want you to see how short and sweet this little message is. All right. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Right? So, that's good. No, this was spoken by the prophet Joel The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord that happened when Jesus was on the cross. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. They were witnesses to this. They saw it. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. Peter's talking to me there, too. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, And then he addresses the crowd again. Brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried. And his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God had raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of the fact. Now get that? Jesus died, was buried, and he was raised again. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you see and hear. We ain't drunk. This is God. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So he's foreshadowing Jesus here, and David was. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. All right, what's my time? Three minutes and 34 seconds. Is that right? Was it really that quick? So, Peter gets up and he gives this message. Maybe he drug it out a little bit more. Let's, we'll give him four minutes. When's the last time you went to a four minute message, right? We wish sometimes we could go to a four minute message. Peter gets up and he gives a four minute message. Now, I could dissect this, this message down, break it down for you. He rebukes their attacks and he brings the focus back to Jesus. He shows the fulfillment of prophecy, which everybody already knew what the prophecy was because they memorized scripture back then. Um, he showed how he put uh, put Jesus, how we put Jesus on the cross, but how God raised him from the dead. He reveals his resurrection in prophecy, and prophecy into David, who's the hero of the Old Testament faith. And then he ends with the declaration that Jesus is Lord and Messiah. But I don't want to do that today. Here's what I want us to see. Does anybody notice who's giving this message? It's Peter. When did Peter become this master debater? This is the same guy who did all this stupid stuff while Jesus was hanging out. I mean, just like, you know, I mean, there had to be people going, you're in charge because you're the oldest, but... Seriously, Peter? What? There's, a, there's a time where, where um, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and they go up onto this, it's called this mount, but it's really just a big hill in Jerusalem. And they go up, and then all of a sudden the cloud envelops them. And then all of a sudden they see Jesus in like this heavenly glory. And then they also see Elijah, and they see Moses, two of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. And, and instead of just sitting there in awe going, oh, Peter goes, hey, man, we should build you guys a house or something. Each one of you guys deserves something here. And there's some cultural and historical significance behind what he says. But right at that moment, God the Father in heaven, I mean, booms down. This is my son, whom I'm well pleased. It, it's not about buildings, Peter. This is about Jesus Take a look at what's going on here, Peter. And, and so, you know, there's some crazy stuff that Peter does. When Jesus is arrested, he point blank, or right before he was arrested, he point blank tells Peter, you're going to deny me three times. Peter's like, there ain't no way, dude. I'm going to go to war. I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus says, you're going to deny me three times. They come and arrest Jesus. Peter pulls out a sword. He chops off this guy's ear. Jesus is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He heals the ear. Right? That's how we did it in college when we played war. Right? You're healed. And so Peter's confused. What's going on? It's time for the revolution. Right? What are you talking about? Why are you stopping this? Let's bring it. And they take Jesus away and... Three people come up to him, and they're like, hey, man, aren't you the guy that was in charge of the disciples? He's like, whoa, whoa no, no, that's not me. That's not me. That's not me. Yeah, hey, I can see what's going on in his head. He's buying time. He's trying to figure things out. He's trying to check out the scene. Sure. Another guy. Hey, weren't you leading these guys? No, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Somebody else. Hey, are you Peter? You're Peter. Hey, it's Peter. No, 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 that's not me. And that's not my name. I'm not Peter. No, 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 not me. Three times, he denies that he knows Jesus. Weren't you walking with Jesus? No, I don't know the guy. Three times, he says, I don't know Jesus. This is Peter who gives this message. And the Holy Spirit, when he comes down, he starts working on Peter. This is not Peter giving the message, though. This is the Holy Spirit Speaking through him. See, Peter wouldn't even be in charge if Jesus hadn't come back and reinstated him. Peter, you back in charge. Do you love me, Peter? Man, I love you. Do you love me, Peter? I love you. Do you love me, Peter? I love you. Three different types of love that Jesus goes through when he asks. Reinstates Peter. It's the Holy Spirit working on Peter. It's the Holy Spirit speaking here. It, it, and this is something that's supernatural. I, I get goosebumps. Y'all see this? I get goosebumps thinking about it, thinking about the Holy Spirit. You know, there's, there's um, all kinds of verses in the, in the Scripture that talk about the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say when you are in, in so much grief that you don't know what to say. Or, or there's, a, there's a, a verse that says the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say when you are being persecuted. He will be there and he will speak through you supernaturally. And That's the boldness of the Holy Spirit. To get Peter up. And I imagine him standing on a balcony for some reason. I don't know why, but I doubt that's what happened. And, you know, he comes out and he's like, yo, we're not drunk. Listen. And it just blows my mind. But see, let's go to the next verse. The Holy Spirit's working on the crowd as well. Verse 37. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? I mean, hey, you're right, dude. What do we do? Now, I don't know how the Holy Spirit's working exactly. Uh, That's a big mystery, right? How the Holy Spirit works. But he's, is he riding on Peter's words? Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's in there giving supernatural power. Is he, is he working on these people's hearts? Um, probably. I, I'm willing to bet you yes. Um, and, and, and the words are now just confirming what maybe was going on in their hearts. I, I don't know. I'm not there. But all we know is that the Holy Spirit right now, or right at this moment, is in total control of what's going on all the way up to the point of decision time. He is, I mean, he is piercing hearts. He is speaking through Peter, who goes from, you know, dunce to supernaturally incredible. He's, he is doing incredible things. I so relate with Peter. I do. I so relate with Peter. I'll talk about that in a little bit. So here's, here's the question that I have for us as a church. Why not us? It's a question I've been asking for the last two weeks. Why not us? And I don't mean us, big church. I mean us, N-O-C-C. Why not us? God can use us to do the same thing. The Holy Spirit still works in the same way. Scripture says that God is the same yesterday as he is today, as he will be tomorrow. He hasn't changed. He still works. The Holy Spirit lives within us. The Holy Spirit's the, ch- the same, right? Why not us? Why not us? There are things that, that I want to make excuses. Maybe you're in the same boat. Sometimes I you know, think, ah, it's, that was Acts. You know, it was the beginning. It was, it was when everything was getting started. And, and, but I read in Scripture from beginning to end, things are happening like this all over the place. It's not Acts. It's, it's God. And now God lives within us. And he hasn't changed. He's still the same. And so God wants to do this very thing in us. No excuses. I'm not going to use any excuses anymore. He is still doing what he is doing today that he did back then. He works in the same way. Verse 38 through 41. Peter replied, and he comes back with just, you know, the correct reply, the perfect response. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. So Peter says, here's what you do. You turn to Jesus, who's the only one that can forgive you of sins. you be baptized as a public declaration of the fact that you have placed your trust in him pretty simple right But the hard part is that repentance right it's tough sometimes to turn away but when you got the holy spirit man and you realize the joy and the peace and and the passion that you have for god then all of a sudden like man you just you don't want that sin you want jesus and so he says repent and when you do turn to jesus you receive the Holy Spirit right there. So let's look at the results. 3,000 people begin to follow Jesus. That's a lot of people, right? It's like a 100 times more than we've got here. From a three-and-a-half-minute message, 3,000 people. If the Holy Spirit can do that, what can he do here? I mean, there are there are like 120 there in the um, in the room, and and so we've got 30. So I don't know what that is. We'll cut it in half. I'm not. I wasn't. I would not good at arithmetical. Um. So let's let's cut it by a fourth. I'll take 500 in one day. Right. I mean, how cool is that? So. You know, in Hebrews, it talks about the Word of God, this, but also when you speak the Word of God, it's like a double-edged sword. It's a sword with two very, very sharp edges. And, And the Word of God can cut, it can cut your heart to encourage you, or it can cut your heart to bring about this sorrow and repentance for your sin. So what do we do? to tap into the Holy Spirit. Well, we need more more of Him and less distraction. We need to be listening to Him and we need less talking. We need more prayer. We always need more prayer. The Holy Spirit, here and here, wants to do something incredible with us. And I believe that God the Father, that Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit has something before us that Honestly, we can't imagine that that we just can't really fathom what he's going to do. Um, for our part, we we know that we need to share him with others. It's it's always it's always time to share Jesus with your friends and your family, with your coworkers. It's always time to bring your neighbors over and and just have um, dinner with them and just love them. It's always time for that. It's not time to be timid. It's time to trust that the Lord is in control. And it's time to trust that, honestly, even though sometimes we think we are, we're not. It's time to trust the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in somebody's heart around us. And it's time to lose that control so the Holy Spirit can take control. And and here, practically, as a church, we want to partner with you in that. You are not alone in that okay, you're not, you have the hope of the world right here. This, this is the place where the Holy Spirit moves, and this is a place where the hope of Jesus Christ is at. And, and, and so just to let you know what's going on, what's coming up, we've got three great new series coming up. Um, the first one is a two-week, we're going to start next week, it's a two-week walk through... Uh, one of the most famous psalms, Psalm 23, I've been studying it um, over and over and over and reading it every morning for uh, about a month now, and boy, it's, I mean, it's more than just you are my shepherd, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so deep, it's incredible, um, and so we're going to spend two weeks there, it's going to be, that will be a great time to invite somebody, everybody has heard Psalm Psalm 23. Then we're going to take three weeks. We're going to walk through the book of Philemon, 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 whatever that word is. I can never pronounce this guy's name right. We're going to walk through that three weeks. It's a story about a a slave who becomes free in Christ. It's this radical, changed-life story. And then um, we're going to go into a four-week series called Next. And we're just going to flat-out explain Christianity. We're going to explain how, you know, everything we think about, what's next? Well, school's coming up next, and, and what do I need to do to prepare for school? And, and we've got this, and we've got that, and what's next in our life? You know, we're married. Maybe we should start thinking about having a baby, and, oh, you know, the kids are about to go to college, and then all this stuff. What's next in your life? So we're going to talk about what's next in your spiritual life, what's next in your walk with Jesus. And we're going to talk about salvation and baptism and sanctification, which is just a big churchy word for God making you holy, you know, making you more like Him. Uh, and we're going to talk about sharing Him with others. And, and so we've got these series that are just going to be real friendly for your friends and anybody to come. Um, we're, we're laid back here anyway, right? Uh, so just invite people out. Um, and for that last series, we're going to send out some mailers. Now, don't get real excited. We're not sending out a whole lot. We don't have that kind of money, okay? So, we don't put a whole lot of stock in these, but we want to try it. And let's pray for these things. Maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit can put some supernatural power on these pieces of paper. And, you know, somebody sees it and they're like, eh, I don't th- eh all right. You know, maybe, maybe they go from, you know, I'm trashing this to, wow good artwork. I'm going to check it out. You never know. So let's pray for that. I don't know how the Holy Spirit works. I don't want us to rely on the mailers, okay? Like I said, there's not a whole lot. We're going to send them out to places just around here. Uh, we'll try to do Tulane and UNO. But pray for those. But we've got to be obedient ourselves. We've got to be praying for our, everybody around us. And um, there's a sheet in the back Um, because it it takes more than just prayer and you inviting people to church or you sharing Christ sometimes. Um, Because if you've been with us for a while, you know that we need you and your gifts here. Um, For those of y'all that that are visiting with us or or just been here for a few weeks, you can zone out for a minute. Let me talk to the members here. We need your gifts. We need we need you all in here because um, you can't be an attender anymore. This is not an attender church anymore for you. It, this, is, this is a place where you are going to be serving and giving your life. Um, and most of us, I think, do anyway. I may be talking to the choir here. I understand. Um, but we need your gifts and your talents, and we need those skills that you have that I don't, Right? Peter, Peter had the gift of teaching, um, but who baptized all those people? 3,000 people. The other 119, right? It's a lot easier when you can do 25 a piece than, than just 3,000 all at once. Can you imagine that? would be worn out. But this isn't a place where, uh, for those of you that are members of our church, this isn't a place where you can come to church. This is not... Uh, a place where you can just go. This is your church because you own it. You own a piece of it. Jenny owns a piece of it because she runs the children's area back there. Some of y'all own a piece of it because you are leading a home group or playing in the band. Some of y'all own this church. I don't own it. This is God's church. And together, he's using us to be challenged and to grow and, and and because this is where life change happens, man. This is where we are just immersing ourselves. And so, thank y'all for those that are. If you're not, man, plug in. Let's find a place for you to plug in. We we are not a um, a come as you are. Oh, excuse me. We are a come as you are church. We are not a stay as you are church. Right? We are not a stay as you are church. And for those of y'all that are here you know I'll challenge you, right? And you're like, ah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes you're like, ah. But I challenge myself. I I only do that because I, I feel it on me, and I feel God leading me, and we all have sin, and Jesus wants us to live without it. And so when the Holy Spirit moves in us, we must follow where he is, pushing us out to and our purpose here is to start help people start and grow in a relationship with Christ but it's rarely done with two people it's rarely done where you just walk up to somebody and you're like hey can I share Jesus with you it takes a village doesn't it I mean think about it I mean who who do you love so much and and um you know you shared with them and they're like yeah okay whatever but then maybe one day they come up here and they see, hey, wait a minute. You guys are kind of normal, right? Which really should be the whole normal, I guess. But the world looks at it as weird, I guess, whatever. And, and they hang out with us and then they're like, you know, maybe it's some young girl and connects with Brittany. And Brittany and this girl go out to, to coffee and she's like, maybe there's something to this whole Jesus thing because she's cool. You know, she, she loves Jesus. And maybe you are the primary, but we're the secondary actors. But maybe when they connect with that secondary actor and the Holy Spirit's working in that, then all of a sudden something clicks. I, I don't know. I don't know how the Holy Spirit works, but I know that he moves in us, and I know that he's using us, and I know that as we hang out and engage with others, And talk about Jesus. And share who he is. God's going to use us. It takes a village. 119 baptized. One spoke. Everybody played a part. Every single person played a part. We've got a few practical things real quick. I mean just bare bones practical. Take out your program for me. If you will. Um, there's some things listed on the, on the right side of the inside of your program that's help wanted that, man, we need some help with to get ready for this fall launch. People find us. I mean, we don't really do a whole lot of advertising. People just find us, which is great. Um, but we need to get ready for, to do some of this stuff. So if you can help out, this Saturday we're going to put a sign out here. And I mean... It's going to be a sign where hopefully we can just rotate the signs because signs are cheap now. We put a banner up, and we can just put up a, a banner for every new series that we do. So we're going to put one up um, this Saturday. If you can help out with that, that would be fantastic because digging's fun. Um, you know, and we need help designing the sign. Jen's going to help with the back. I don't know if anybody ever notices this, but now that I pointed out, you will. Look, look at the stage. Y'all see that big white blob back there? I mean, that, it probably just aggravates me, but banners are so cheap now. I mean, we could do something incredible back there. Jen's gonna help us out with that. Um, you know, some outreach ideas. Catrice has been giving us some crazy good ideas. We're gonna help out with, with the school, hopefully, um, by giving the new school that's moving in, that's making all the noise downstairs, by giving them donuts and coffee when, they, when their parents move in i don't come up with this stuff it seems so simple right but i i, I don't think that way the website helping us advertise to tulane and you know uh, in the seminary doing whatever it takes i mean man we could really use some help there uh the seminary is going to have this church fair and i'd love to you know have people there just to have this cool table doesn't have to be super media intensive or anything but advertise i mean there's all kinds of stuff um So, I mean, practically, if you can help out with this, man, please come talk to me. Please, please, please. I'm overwhelmed. This is just the tip of the iceberg, Um, and we would love your help. And if you can help us do this, it's not baptizing. But what if somebody sees the sign out here, and they come because we're doing a series on fear, and they're just full of fear, and they come up here, and all of a sudden, They're like, fear and Jesus don't go together? I think I would rather go with Jesus. And they begin a relationship with Jesus. How cool would that be? From a $20 sign. I mean, just cool. You know, people find us the most, one by friends and family, you know, people just inviting. Um, And then it's the website. If you can help with the website, we're redoing that, and it's super easy It's all online based, and anybody can can update it and whatever. Um, But they find us from the website, um, and then they find us from advertising, and we don't really advertise a whole lot. Um, But people come and people learn about Jesus, and that's what we're called to do. How can Jesus use the things, these pieces of the puzzle, so that people can know about him? I don't know i want to tell you that i've been praying for you i've been praying hard for you individually and individual needs that you have and i want to ask you to pray for me pray hard for me because i will be completely honest with you i don't know what i'm doing i don't have a clue I wish I could tell you I'm this visionary, and I, I mean, we see a 10-year plan. And listen, when we started the church, we had that whole one-year, three-year, five-year plan that we tossed out the window after two months, right? You, don't, you Everybody does that. So by telling you I don't have a clue, just being honest with what everybody else should be telling you, I really don't know. But I know that I want to follow the Holy Spirit, and i know that i want to hear from him and i know that i want to see him do things that that cannot be explained because i come up here and speak right or because we have a cool band or or because we put on some kind of a i i just want i want to see the holy spirit do things and i've been praying that we become so sensitive to the holy spirit and not immune to him let me ask you a question just an introspective question when when you go home after the service, do you take what's said and what's read and scripture and put it into action? Or are you more prone to say, are you more prone to kind of analyze how it was said? Are you more prone to to critique what was said and I mean, are you more interested in what's going on here and how Jesus can change our hearts? Are you more interested in how well I speak? Cause I, I I or the band. I mean, the band's got it going on. I'll be honest with you. But I'm not the greatest speaker in the world. I mean, if you're looking for trendy, right, this is as trendy as I get. I still wear shirts from the nineteen nineties. I do. I'm not going to be trendy. I'm not going to be impressive. I do not speak eloquently. I have a fat tongue. I feel like Moses sometimes. I, I just, I, I flur my words a lot. That word eloquent was really hard for me to say a minute ago. I want you to know that I feel good that I said it right. Um, and so I just try to speak from what the Holy Spirit's saying. And so pray for me and pray for, pray for these things here. We're, we're looking to, to, to reach a sustainable core group of 55 people. And you say, well, I'm 55, and, I, you know, that's kind of this church planning number. If you have 55, I don't really care. Let's just grow and let the Holy Spirit grow us. Let's just seek God with all of our heart. Pray for these things. Pray that the, the Holy Spirit will just be so here and so in us, and, and people are just so attracted to that. And Just pray. So why not us? Why not us? This could be the hope of New Orleans. Right? I mean, this, this could and should be the most exciting place in the city. People should be, and we've said, we to talked about this before, people should be lined, at the, lined up at the door trying to get in, but the band's still trying to finish practicing. Right? It's like, whoa, you slow down here. People would be lined up at the door want to know Jesus. If he can do what he did with Peter, he can do that here. If he can do that here with us, you know, maybe New Orleans is a little bit too um, small. What if we could plant churches in every metro and micropolitan area of the United States. Who's to say that that can't be done? In fact, I know churches that are well on their way of doing it. Look, there's a lot of green area there, okay? But who's to say that we can't do it? I mean, the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants, and if we just walk with him and are obedient with him, to him, man, who knows what could happen. But listen. As we follow the Holy Spirit, this church will be unstoppable. People will come against us, but they will not stop us. And right now, I know that you're probably thinking, okay, you got this one person in mind that you'd love to share Jesus with, and maybe you've hesitated, or maybe you have, and they're just like, whatever. and they're probably the only person that matters to you. I want you to have hope. I want you to take courage. I want you to know that God is working on them and the Holy Spirit is moving around them and, and trying, to, trying to show them how much God loves them. And so maybe, maybe one day our church can have a story and maybe one day your friend or whoever can have a story like this. This is my time that I need to say this is what I believe and I want everyone to know. I became a mom 5 months ago. And the love that I have for my son is not even doesn't even compare to the love that God has for me. I completely understood what it meant to know Christ. Uh, rather than just knowing about him and hurting about him. Sin that had been a part of my life up until three years ago mm-hmm. is out of my life, mm-hmm. and my strength is in the Lord. And then I decided from then on that I wanted to make him most important for me, too, and mm-hmm. I haven't looked back. All I have is him. The mm-hmm. only constant I have is, is Christ. This just not in my power anymore, and he's why I'm here. Nothing's going to stand in the way anymore. <laughs> I'm happy and off drugs. Yeah. Is. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I was filled completely with despair. I denied Christ out loud and um, told someone that I didn't really believe in Jesus. And when I said it, I had a complete sorrow that fell over me that I couldn't explain. After about a week of that, I knew that I needed a savior and that my savior was jesus christ i want to honor him by being obedient to him out of an act of obedience as an act of obedience to be obedient i want to obey god i wish to follow him completely and fully this is what i believe so i want to tell everyone that i'm a follower of christ that's great i am a follower of jesus christ and he is my number one and i want to tell the whole world that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and I'm not ashamed to show it. I want everybody to know that God is my savior. Because I want to make a public profession that I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! My heart started palpitating. I got the goosebumps and I knew today was the day. Today's the day. Today's finally yeah. the day. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> when, when was the time where that changed for you? When did you start learning with your heart? tonight. Tonight. Yeah. tonight. tonight accept Jesus Christ tonight. Absolutely. When did you came to know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Oh, right now. Right now, today. It was today, wasn't it? Today. Today, all right. When did you finally accept Christ in your life? Today. today. I today. accepted on the day. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have woken up, and he saved me. He kept me alive for part of his plan. Amen. (laughs) And how is, uh, how is, no, no, what's God been showing you now? What's He been teaching you now? What are you excited about moving forward? Joy. I know joy and peace. Amen. Amen. Why are you going to be baptized tonight? (laughs) To tell everybody that. Glory to God In glory to God forever In glory to God In glory to God In glory to God forever Church in Chicago called Harvest Chapel That can be us That can be us we love Jesus. If we follow the Holy Spirit, that can be us. And, and Father, let's pray. Father, I just pray that you will move in our church in such a way that we cannot control you. Make it to where we don't control you, Father. Make—we're not talking chaos, but God, make it to where you are in control completely through your Holy Spirit. He's moving, and there's nothing that we can do except just enjoy the ride. Father, I pray right now that, that for those of us that you're working on, that you will work on our hearts. Whether we don't know you, whether we want to know you, and we're just investigating you, Father, we, we love the fact that people come to just investigate you in our church. And, and God, we pray, we pray for them. I pray that you reveal truth to them. Reveal yourself to them. Father, for those of us who've been walking with you, we pray, God, that you will infuse your spirit. Do not let us be immune to you. Let us not say no. Let us say yes to every instruction that you give to us. Father, if if you can use Peter, you can use me. If you can use... the the 120 guys you can use or the 12 guys you can use our church use us God for your glory